the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Pleased to welcome back former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. Good morning, Governor. How are you? Good morning, Hugh. Doing well. It's always good to have you on. When, whenever uh, I'm not on Meet the Press, I think you are the most effective Republican on TV anywhere. And you were doing that yesterday on George Stephanopoulos, and I wanted to follow up with you. I am outraged by Major League Baseball pulling the, the All-Star game. And I have in my hand, this breaks my heart. I don't know if you can see this, Governor, on YouTube. It's Frankie Linder on the cover of Sports Illustrated. This breaks my heart. I'm a hardcore Indians fan. I have never not gone to many Indian games this summer. I'm not spending a dime on Major League Baseball this year. Not a freaking dime. I will not be bullied by these people. What did you make of the decision of Rob Menfred, who might be a friend of yours, to pull the game based on an erroneous understanding of the Georgia law. Well, like I said yesterday on Stephanopoulos, I think that, you know, this is a symptom of what's going on across our country right now, Hugh, um, which is that, you know, people are being forced for business reasons to conform um, to, to facts that are manufactured. And, it, you know, uh, so to me, the real blame, and I'm not trying to say that, you know, whether Coke or Delta or Major League Baseball – shouldn't have taken the time to read the bill and make their own decision. But, uh, you know, this comes down to the president of the United States uh, being out there and saying things that are just um, absolutely outright false. Uh, and to call this law Jim Crow um, is, is just outrageous when you look at exactly what the law says. And that's what I think we need to focus on most particularly is what did Georgia do and, and what does it mean for voting? And that's the most important thing. And, and what's being done out there, mischaracterized by everybody from Joe Biden to Stacey Abrams to every other Democrat who has a soapbox, is just wrong. Well, you know, if it was Jim Crow, it would be unconstitutional, and rightly so. If, if they had passed a law that in any way was based upon an intent to harm people of any minority or on gender or on uh, religion, it would be unconstitutional. It's a voting regulation, and I think it's necessary because I believe in voting ID. When did that become voting suppression, Governor Christie? Yeah, I don't know, especially because in, in Joe Biden's own state of Delaware, as you know, uh, they've required voter ID uh, for as long as Joe Biden's been seeking office um, in that state. And, uh, you know, the requiring a voter ID just makes sense. I mean, for goodness sake, Hugh, you know, if you get on an airplane today, you have to show ID. Um, you know, if, if I can if I go to get into an office building in New York City today, I have to show ID. Um, yet I, I you know, don't have to show ID to execute uh, electing uh, people to power in this country. It just makes no sense. And by the way, as you know, um, what they did in the Georgia laws was to expand um, what people could use as ID. So even though 97 percent of the people who voted in Georgia have a driver's license, they also said that we'll give you a state ID card for free if you don't have a driver's license or – you can use a utility bill or you can use the 
last four digits of your social security number. I mean, this is not onerous and certainly is not racist in any way. So do you believe President Biden has knowledge that what he is saying is false when he says it? Yes. And and so do you think he is doing so with the intent of increasing uh, Democratic Party attachment in the African-American community? Yes. They see, I that's what, that, yeah, go ahead. I think he's dividing the country, you on purpose, for his own political advantage right now. And it's sad to say it. I mean, you know, I said this yesterday on, on TV that, you know, I listened to the president's inaugural address. I sat there that day at ABC and listened to it. And I think it's important for people to hear these words, right? He says, politics need not be a raging fire destroying everything in its path. Every disagreement doesn't have to be a cause for total war. And we must reject the culture in which facts themselves are manipulated and even manufactured. Well, if that doesn't describe exactly what he has done, when you use the words Jim Crow to describe something like this, you're setting the raging fire. You're the arsonist. That's absolutely right. CNN today has a story that says Texas could be the next front in voter suppression laws. That's not a story. That's a piece of advocacy. It's not voting suppression. It is voting security and vote. I want the Israeli system. You have to go home and you have to like throw five pieces of ID and you're not allowed to vote. There are no absentees. I want the Israeli system. Well, and think about this. The hypocrisy also of Stacey Abrams in all this. She was uh, celebrating last week here in New Jersey, the new law that was signed that allows nine days of early voting and saying it was one of the best laws in the country. When Georgia allows 17 days of early voting and up to 19 days if you use the two optional Sundays. I mean, are you kidding me? That's Jim Crow. But, you know, New Jersey is all of a sudden the bastion of, you know, of of voting freedom. I mean, it's because there's a Democratic governor here. This is all about politics. That's all it's about. Uh, And and you, you know it. That's why I am saying I'm not going to a Major League Baseball game this summer. I'm not going to fly Delta unless I have to. I'm not going to drink Coca-Cola because they have become arms of the Democratic Party. Now, I don't know if Rob Manfred's a friend of yours. And he is not. I, I know the commissioner, but I would not say he's a friend of mine. We've met. Okay. It, it seems to me that the heads of those organizations all came up from the organizations and they are all in insular environments. If they had called anybody, if they had done any kind of due diligence, if they'd read the Georgia Public uh, Broadcasting Analysis, hardly a bastion of segregationist thought in the United States, they would have realized it was a balanced law, nuanced, it had a tuck and a nip here. Instead, they just swallowed it whole cloth. Do they not have organizations in place to make sure they hear points of view? You know, I don't know. And I don't know what they did in terms of making these decisions. But what I'll say is this. It is a symptom of what we're seeing in this country right now, Hugh, that's very, very dangerous. And President Biden, you know, accused Donald Trump over and over again during the campaign and the transition of making things up, making up stories to divide the country. You and I both agreed at the time about, you know, voter fraud in the election and whether there was evidence of voter fraud that would have changed the results of the election. And we were willing to be critical um, of, of the president when he was doing things that we both felt were out of line. But, you know, Joe Biden is now doing the exact same thing he accused Donald Trump of doing. And when you have the president of the United States out there doing that, 
Um, and at the same time, uh, Hugh, threatening to raise corporate taxes significantly on these folks, um, you, you know that there are people out there who are wondering what he'll do next if they were to disagree with him. That doesn't make it right, but it makes the president the arsonist. It also makes uh, the uh, every corporation a bully in terms of taking away choice from people. They hurt Atlanta businesses badly. I mean, it, they really did. Governor, is there any place left in America that is not either red or blue? Because, uh, you know, you do a great job on ABC. Whenever I show up on Meet the Press, I try and do that point of view. But it seems to me the networks have wholly given in to being blue. The newspapers are wholly blue. Entertainment is blue. Hollywood is blue. Every, it just seems to me that woke culture has, has won, that they completely swept away the idea of fairness. Uh, I, listen, I believe that's only temporary, Hugh. Now, listen, we're never going to get as conservatives a fair shake from the mainstream media. We're just not. Um, and, and Democrats are going to get kick glove treatment um, from the media. That's always been the case. But I think it's folks like you and I who have to get on those places and push back. I don't think it's good enough just to go on conservative media outlets and and speak to the converted. We've got to get out there and speak to the people who need to be converted. And and so that's why, you know, I'm with ABC. It's not because I necessarily agree with all the editorial content. I don't. But what I will say to you is I think my presence on that show is important have this point of view expressed oh it is and it's and george to, gives you a chance george gives you a shot and and i appreciate that george gives you a shot chuck gives me a shot when i'm on let me ask you now about taxes governor because i had a couple of journalists on last night i don't want to i don't want to embarrass them by repeating it i asked them if they knew what uh changing the stepped up basis rule meant and none of them understood uh they didn't know what it meant and i think if they change stepped up basis in the united states they will be screwing millions of americans who have no idea that it's coming do you think that has a prayer of occurring you know i would normally say no hugh but i will tell you um these folks in the congress right now and at the white house seem intent on using the time they have which i believe will only be in control in the way they are now until the midterms in 2022. But they're going to use these two years to try to get their entire agenda put through. They're making Barack Obama look timid. Yep. I mean, with what they're trying to do. And you know, I think you've been great on this stepped-up basis uh, argument because it is the greatest creator of middle-class affluence that the world has ever seen. And they're going to try to take that away. Uh, and I think it's outrageous. And they try to characterize these people as rich. You know, in a place like New Jersey, where the property values are so high, what they're going to do to the children and grandchildren of people who worked hard in the middle class, bought a home, developed some some uh, some affluence, uh, and, and they're going to take it away from them. It's outrageous. And I think people all across the middle class in this country have to understand this is the tax that's coming for them and for their children. Now, in New Jersey is a perfect example. I've never lived there, but my assumption is because it's close to New York City Metro or it's close to Philadelphia Metro, that they've had housing inflation that's been significant over 30 years. But the stepped-up basis rule would then tax that asset at, at its value at the date of death as opposed to changing the value. What? How many millions of New Jerseyans would get hit with a tax bill they didn't see coming? Everybody who owns a home. Everybody, because you're exactly right about what happens, except in the deepest of recessions, Hugh, um, the housing values here consistently go up because of our, you know, 
Benjamin Franklin used to call us a keg tapped at two ends in Philadelphia huh. and New York. I didn't um, know that. <laughs> in those metropolitan areas, um, our home values go up. And since the COVID crisis, home values have gone up significantly with people wanting to leave metropolitan areas like New York and Philly and come out to the New Jersey suburbs where they felt safer. So it is a in New Jersey, this will be a tax of untold billions. All right, last question, Governor. You are going to have uh, a bunch of corporations get hit with a 21 to a 28 percent tax hike. And most Americans don't really sympathize with corporations. Is that good or bad for America? It's bad for America because it's going to cost jobs. Listen, these corporations will continue to run themselves for the benefit of their shareholders predominantly because that's their responsibility. And so when they get an increase like that, a one-third increase in their tax rate, you know what they're going to do, Hugh? They're going to hire fewer people. They're going to spend less money, both on, on goods and services and philanthropically. That all is going to hurt the American people. We've seen this movie before. I don't understand why we continue to repeat it, why we dare listen to ridiculous people like Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders and that crew who don't know anything about wealth creation, only know about wealth consumption. Now, last question quickly, Governor. Do you think Coke and Delta acted in the best interest of their shareholders when they joined in the Georgia boycott? No. Neither do I. I, w- I wish someone would sue them. Chris Christie, always good to talk to you. I know you're headed for the airport. Thank you, Governor. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. This is Albert Motler for townhall.com. Why is society changing so quickly? We got an object lesson in recent days from Major League Baseball, what the Wall Street Journal derisively labeled the Biden Baseball League in the title of a recent editorial. It was the opening sentence that was most important, quote, If you still doubt that progressive politics dominates nearly every institution of American public life and culture, look no further than the decision by Major League Baseball to move its summer all-star game from Atlanta. And President Biden had gone on to say that he would strongly support the idea and the league, quote, dutifully obliged two days later, end quote. Major League Baseball was joining the Coca-Cola Company and Delta Airlines, two big Georgia corporations, in the protest of Georgia's voting law that has been widely misrepresented in media coverage. Big business in America now, woke business, is now largely under the control of those who are doing their best to change American society as fast as they can.